Welcome to Permaweb Pioneers. We feature individuals, companies, projects, and more building on the Permaweb, a global, decentralized, and community-owned web built on top of Arweave. The hosts of this podcast and their guests are not registered investment advisors. All opinions of the hosts and the guests are their own. Nothing discussed on this podcast can be relied upon for investment decisions, nor is it investment advice. This podcast is solely for entertainment and informational purposes. In this episode, I'm speaking with Cedric Boudreau, who is the founder of Textry, where he builds tools and libraries for the permaweb and the Arweave community at large. Now, Cedric does a lot more than than just build tools and libraries. He's an active community participant, and you've probably seen his name, or at least Textury, if you've been involved in the community, if you have not. Great to have you on, on the Permaweb Pioneers, Cedric. Um, so glad we're able to have this conversation today. Yeah, thanks only Arweave for inviting me and really happy to to be here and to talk on, on the podcast. So I mentioned this already in, in the introduction, you know, you do a lot in the community from building out applications and, and dApps um, to exemplify what you can build on Arweave to providing tool sets via Textry. Um, you're also a developer advocate at Arweave and the, t- and the core team. Um, how do you explain what you do if someone asks, hey, what do you do for work type of thing? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, well, in fact, even saying developer advocate sometimes bring many questions on what we do as developer advocates. Uh, so yeah, I started with uh, Rweave when I built the first um, index for the ecosystem. So people were able to create uh, their different dApps, and then they were able to index those in and list those in, in rweaveapps.com. Uh, and since then, I joined the core team, uh, and I've been helping other developers to build their own tools, their own libraries, uh, their own dApps on top of Rweave. Uh, after that, I started uh, building Textury, building community.xyz, Textury, and the different tools, libraries, and applications that we create. Most of those applications are created for developers, and we have a few that uh, are uh, towards uh, founders and also end users. Um, we have some of those applications, for example, a permaweb dropper, which allows you to deploy your files, to upload your files uh, fairly easy by using a, a UI, a website. So you don't have to download everything, for example, ArcB, which will require you to know a little bit about your terminal and things like that. So yeah, it's a little bit hard to explain what I do exactly, uh, but mainly coding, I would say. <laughs> I really, really love to code and I really love to to help others also better understand what they can do with Arweave, uh, since, as you know, not everything is meant to be uh, permanently stored and a few people have difficulties understanding that or just realizing that uh, you, uh, the permaweb it's not for everything. Uh, so yeah, basically creating things, coding 
and also helping others in the ecosystem to better understand or finding maybe the best ways of doing a few things in there. So you do a ton in this ecosystem. And you know the reason why I asked that question of how you explain what you do is because in doing more research about you as an individual, it's just you're so multifaceted and in the code that you create and the 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 services and the tools that you make, it, it's so broad. And so, you know, one of the one of the, the the thoughts that comes to mind is like why? Why do you do so much? I mean, it, it's kind of a funny question to ask. It really comes down to what is your motivation? What's your drive? What what is it that that really motivates you to do all of this, to help others out, to build on on the permweb and, and our weave? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, basically, I'm someone who really, really likes to create things. So since I was very little, I started, in fact, coding at 14. And since then, I couldn't stop because you can create so many things when you code. And for me, it brings like a huge, since a, a very little kid, I've been always very big in Im imagination. So yeah, building these tools and these libraries and all of that helped me a lot. Like I need that <laughs> in my life. So yeah, I need to create things. I need to to make those those things work. I've been doing that since forever. Uh, and even when I started at the beginning, for sure, I was very little, so I wasn't being paid or anything like that, but I just couldn't stop doing that. And, um, and yeah, I think that's what drives me for the part of coding, of creating things. Really, it's, it, it's part of me. I cannot change that, I think, in any other way. I cannot see myself doing anything else than creating uh, what, uh, what comes to mind. And yeah, and for the other part, helping people to better understand the Arweave ecosystem. Uh, since I joined Arweave at the very beginning, I was already helping others on how to get started even before being part of the ecosystem itself. Uh, when I first heard, heard about um, Arweave, uh, it was on a hackathon that they released. And at the very beginning, it was the first hackathon I participated. And I think it's, yeah, it, it was the first one I participated, uh, but I was in crypto uh, about, I think it was a year or two years uh, before that. And when I first saw how to interact with the ecosystem using uh, uh, normal languages that I already knew, for example, JavaScript, TypeScript, uh, even creating things with Node.js and more, uh, it bring me to, to learn a lot. Like I really wanted to learn everything on how it worked, how to better do it. And with that, I also want to share what I knew, what I learned and all of that. Uh, I'm also someone that really, really needs to learn pretty much every day. So pretty much every day I'm searching online for the better, better tools, better libraries for Node.js, for JavaScript. Uh, I check many, many GitHub repos. One of my, my, my uh, let's say, procrastination times <laughs> is passing my time 
checking through GitHub on different repositories to see what people are building, what what kind of things are popping up. Uh, so yeah, it's something that really is part of me since the very beginning, I think. Uh, when I was very young, for sure, I was imagining things uh, in the real world, like, I don't know, sharks coming through me and things like that. And then when I grew up and I started learning about coding, the first thing I, I was able to create was a, an HTML page with a, a red background in it. And I was so amazed about it. <laughs> and yeah, since then, I, I can't stop coding. It's something I really, really love. It, it really is amazing. I can hear the enthusiasm in your voice and, and it, it's you expressing yourself fundamentally. I mean, I think one word that can probably distill the, the kind of fundamentals of what you're talking about is you're an inventor. You imagine and you create and you build and you share and you invent uh, solutions and tools that can enable further invention um, for other inventors. And, uh, and it's it's really nice to hear how fundamental that is as yourself as a being. Um, one of the things I've I noticed on your GitHub, I know you mentioned GitHub, and of course GitHub can be a, a wild ride of exploration and learning. You know, in this last year, you have at least publicly logged over fifteen hundred contributions on GitHub. So you're, you're you know that doesn't necessarily represent all of the entirety of your work it does mean something i mean you're you're really you're really in this day in and day out i mean is that fair to say is this kind of like the emphasis in in your life or how do you think about this work uh, yeah yeah it's fair to say that <laughs> i didn't know the amount of of uh, contributions i have done so far so it's it's nice to hear that <laughs> But uh, but yeah, it's really something that's part of my life every day, and even even uh, sometimes during the weekend, I'm at the pool or with friends, and then I come home and I'm like, okay, I need to check something on GitHub or I need to repair something. I was just talking with a friend, and then I realized something, and I'm like, mm, I could do that better. Oh, I could improve that in this way. <laughs> so I'm like, oops, sorry, continue. And then, uh, yeah, when I come home, I I just start coding again. <laughs> you see the opportunity and, and you go for it, it sounds. And that, that is exemplified in, in all the things you've already created, which I'm, I'm interested in getting into in, in just a bit. Um, before we do... What is your Arweave kind of aha story? Like, how did you come across Arweave? And what was that first kind of Arweave aha moment where it really clicked for you? Uh, yeah, so as, as I mentioned before, it was thanks to a hackathon. So I downloaded a Brave, uh, the browser, and then uh, at the beginning, I'm not sure if it's still that way, but at the beginning, it had many ads in there that you were able to earn from those ads. So they are special ads that appear like pop-ups. And then one of the pop-ups was participate on an Arweave hackathon. And I was like, okay, what's Arweave? What's a... I, I wasn't even sure what they meant by the hackathon name. <laughs> so I, I, I clicked on it <clears throat> and then I saw 
earn, I think it was $250 at the time uh, to create uh, uh, anything you wanted, basically. Uh, and then I saw many people doing to-do lists and things like that. I was like, okay, let me check this. Let me check Arweave and see what it is. I joined their Discord uh, and then I started talking. I think at the very beginning it was directly with Sam. I started talking with Sam. Uh, we, he mentioned that something that, that it's missing and also others were, I noticed that other Others were asking, how do you find something on Arweave uh, based on all the different dApps that people were creating? So the to-do list, the calculators, and all the other little tools, little things that they were creating and deploying to Arweave permanently. So I decided to go and create an indexer. In fact, the, the first thing I said I will create, I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was something very simple, let's say a to-do list or something like that. And then when I saw the opportunity of creating an indexer, a full index, um, I, I, I was like, okay, let me give a try to this and see how it could work. Then the aha moment for me was when I realized that Arweave is not just to deploy your your files and to have a website hosted permanently, which is already something really, really amazing uh, in my opinion. Uh, but the moment I realized that the entire Arweave ecosystem could be uh, read in a way like if it was an entire database, that moment I was like, oh my God, this brings so many possibilities to anything that we would like to create an Arweave because that meant that I could, for example, create one website, one entire separate website, and then from another app going into uh, the database, let's say, it's not as easy as interacting with uh, MySQL, uh, but uh, at the moment we didn't even have GraphQL. Uh, so it was using something called RQL, which allowed us to, to grab things based on the tags. And I was like, okay, so from one website, completely different website, even not created by myself. So someone create, let's say, a, a, a Twitter app. And then everyone is posting data on that Twitter app. And then from that data, I could go and bring some information of, of there directly into my own app by using RQL. I was extremely surprised. And I was like, okay, really this bring so many possibilities to the entire Arweave ecosystem, having permanent data, permanent websites. I was like, okay, this is, yeah, for me, it was like, oh my God. It definitely sounds like a big aha moment. And it is fascinating to hear each individual's Arweave aha moments as kind of connect their dot, the dots, uh, so to speak, from you know your own lens in this example. And that data set just being accessible by anyone sounded like it really kicked off a lot of imagination and you kicked into the inventor mentality of what can be built. Now, you've already mentioned the arweaveapps.com and that indexer as your first project or one of the first that you built out on Arweave. Uh, you went on to create community.xyz. And I imagine if, you know, those listeners out there that are already in the community are probably 
well-versed in community.xyz is one of the, the first kind of larger projects within the ecosystem. Um, and of course, community XYZ allows anyone to create profit sharing communities. Uh, can you share a little bit about, you know, why you decided to build out community XYZ and what it does and kind of where it's at today? Yeah. So when I started with community.xyz, uh, it was because we were getting started with uh, what we call sm uh, weave uh, contracts. So at that time, before that, it didn't exist, the weave contracts. So uh, nothing like profit-sharing communities or profit-sharing tokens or anything like, like that that we know now uh, didn't exist at, at the time before community.xyz. Uh, so yeah, w when I saw that we were creating a, a, a SmartWiff uh, uh, interface, let's say, a, a SmartWiff platform, so you were able to, to interact with it very similar to how it works with uh, Ethereum smart contracts. So one of the things that are widely used on, on Ethereum are uh, well, at that time, it was the thing that everyone was using. It was um, DAOs, so the centralized autonomous organizations. And I was like, okay, we need something like that for our weave. And I feel something like that for our weave will be extremely powerful. Uh, so yeah, I started with community. Uh, then when we started, in fact, the the, the, the first event that Arweave was uh, releasing to, to create different dApps and giving uh, great prices and also investment. Uh, the, the first ones, I think it was our drive Verto and a few others, uh, they all were talking about, oh, it's an amazing idea to have a DAO on top of Arweave. And I was like, yeah, we are doing one, but I was able to, to get started three weeks before the final date of the event because I was working on something else before. So I, I wasn't sure I will have enough time to finish it. And luckily enough, I had enough time to finish everything on time. And then the first uh, profit sharing communities that were created was community itself. And then yeah, our driver and a few others that that were the first ones to ever use smart with contracts to ever interact with the different smart with contracts that exist and including uh, profit sharing communities so yeah that's that's the the story there when it first came to life and uh, talking with sam and with the core team we were able to to polish the idea that i had at the very beginning to have something like a community that XYZ. And where does it stand today? Is is community.xyz you know still in development or what what does the community.xyz uh, status look like and what can we maybe expect to see in the future? Yeah, yeah, it's very much on, on development. Uh, it has been a uh, a little bit of a slow development lately, uh, but the idea, as I mentioned, I had three weeks to create community.xyz 
the smart weave contract uh, and also the website so the entire platform the entire dashboard and all of that uh, since then we've been doing fixes and small uh, iterations so small changes to the to the platform itself but in fact uh, what I believe, believe that we need to do and that we want to get started doing fairly soon is in fact completely creating community.xyz from, from zero, from the very beginning. Uh, that's something I like to do from time to time. <laughs> so yeah, starting from zero, from the ground and rebuilding something with a little bit more time and also a little bit of all the the learning I had from the first version of it. So yeah, instead of just doing small fixes and keeping what we have and fixing it little by little, I sometimes prefer just to get started from the very beginning with all I have learned and then create an entire new platform. And for community, we have learned a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. It has been crazy since the very beginning. Uh, there are many, many features that we think could benefit for everyone. Uh, and also for sure, they are uh, fixes and small bugs that sometimes happen, sometimes don't happen. So starting from the very beginning, from the zero, it will help us uh, get rid of all of those, in fact, and also uh, create a better platform to, to um, it for all the new features that we want to add to it. Yeah, and you may not be able to share these details. I, I am curious, um, are, can you share any of those learnings or things that maybe you're thinking of, of adding to community XYZ? Any, can you shed any light on, on, on any of that? Uh, yeah, so some of the, of the changes that we want to do is, for example, allow different kind of contracts. So when people create a profit-sharing community right now, they are stuck with only one SmartWave contract that they need to use. And that SmartWave contract uh, has everything set there and then you cannot change it. Uh, so one thing that we want to add for sure is having different SmartWave contracts uh, for different kind of, of uh, communities that, that are created on top of, of community.xyz. So very similar to how it has evolved uh, for DAOs on Ethereum, we want to, to bring some of those ideas and also create our own ideas based on what we are able to do because of profit sharing communities and because of, of Arweave. So that's one. And another thing that we want to improve is right now we have something that we call opportunities, uh, which is a way to earn uh, some of those profit sharing tokens that the community have uh, by doing little tasks or even big tasks uh, on different projects. Uh, right now the opportunities, it exists and it's very, very simple. So you just uh, submit an opportunity and then people post in there that they want to, to participate in that opportunity. But uh, we have many, many, in fact, that part of opportunities, uh, we think we will rebuild it from scratch, not even taking what we have there, but mostly taking what we learned from having that part uh, of the ecosystem and creating something completely new 
Um, so yeah. Well, it's it's really great to hear, just on a personal note, uh, that you and team are thinking through the next phase of community.xyz because there really is a lot of opportunity. And from the outside, I think some in individuals in the in the community, in the Arweave community at large, and myself included, have, have thought, hmm, well, what's what's going on with community.xyz? This is such a interesting opportunity. You know, why isn't there more kind of being put into it? So it sounds like there is more happening and there's a potential kind of refactor or complete new build in the works. Um, is that something that and I know timelines and things like that can can be difficult to talk about. Is this a is this a priority or how are you because, you know, textury and are we core? There's so much going on. Like, how do you prioritize what's next? Yeah, uh, our main priority right now, it's our gate. So the new gateway that we have released, I think it was yesterday. <laughs> uh, so that's our main priority right now because we want to help as much as we can uh, the Arweave ecosystem to further load that uh, the entire ecosystem is, is receiving right now. And as you know, right now, the only uh, gateway that everyone was using is Arweave.net. So we really, really want to help with that and also to help others uh, on getting started with their own gateway. The current version of a gateway, it's fairly, it's not easy to get started with it or to create your own on your own server and things like that. So with our gate, we want to bring more possibilities and hopefully anyone will be able to start their own gateway for Arweave with that. And our second priority is community.xyz. Got it. Yeah, and I do want to dive into our gates, considering it was just released, and that is the Arweave.live gateway. Um, there's there's a lot to dive into on the topic of gateways. Before we do, just to make sure that our listeners are up to speed, can you share what gateways are are in in you know Arweave and why they're important? Yeah, so a, a gateway is basically the door to access the entire Arweave ecosystem. So the entire, as I as I mentioned before, and the entire Arweave, uh, it's a huge, huge database of many terabytes of data that anyone can go and access. Uh, but right now, it's you, you have Arweave.net to be able to access it, and now today we have Arweave.live uh, to be able to access it. But yeah, without a gateway, it's really hard to find peers, so to find uh, miners, nodes that have data that you want to, to grab from Arweave. So the gateway, it's basically the door to, to access the permaweb. With that, you are able to interact with it uh, by using a simple SDK or even by creating your own SDK or interacting with the APIs that we offer uh, from a gateway. And also, uh, you are able to interact with Arweave just like if it were a database. And the third part is that you are able to interact with the different peers going to one single domain name. So gateways, yeah, the, the door to the permaweb, I think, is a phrase that can succinctly or distill uh, the purpose of the gateways. And 
as you've mentioned, they're multifaceted. There's a lot of components to gateways. Um, aside from the just infrastructure needs, because Arweave.net does get hit hard at times, um, what what else is kind of the driving force behind Argate? Like, why are you why are you building it out? Like, what sort of optimizations or anything you can share on that front? as far as the learnings from Arweave.net and what you're building out with Argate? Yeah, so Argate, in fact, it was built from scratch. So we didn't have uh, much of the of the code that Arweave.net has. Uh, I think the only thing that we had to basically have extremely, extremely the same is for Path Manifest which allows an entire website to be loaded and the entire CSS, JavaScript images, all of that to be loaded inside of an of one link, let's say. Uh, so the transaction ID. Uh, so yeah, but other than that, pretty much everything else was built from the ground up. Uh, and we, yeah, we took ideas from what rweave.net does, but just because we need to make sure that things are returned the same way as on Arweave.net. Uh, but yeah, what we did, for example, for Arweave.net, uh, if I'm I'm correct, you basically are stuck with having AWS. Uh, so you need to have an AWS server with uh, everything in there. Uh, while with uh, our gate, we didn't want to have a limitation like that. So in our gate, you really don't have many limitations. You could, for example, two, two examples that I have is thanks that we used something called Adonis.js, which is a, a TypeScript framework. Since the very beginning, when we, get, we, we started, uh, you are able to use, for example, if you want to use a, a database Postgres, you go with Postgres, which is the one that we will recommend at the very beginning, because it's the one that we tested the most. Uh, but you could go, even using SQLite, you could go and use MySQL. You could use pretty much any database that you want, and it will work. Same thing for the data that you store. So not the indexing, which is the indexing is for the database, but the data itself. So the, the CSS files, the, the images, all of that, the NFTs, all of that that is stored, uh, you can store them locally, or you can, if you want to, to store them somewhere else, you can use AWS, you can use Google Drive, you can use, I think, four different uh, services that are online that allow you to, to interact with that. So one of the main features that we wanted to bring to, the, to, to our gate is uh, allowing pretty much anyone yeah, to get started as fast as possible with their own gateway, as simple as possible, and also to have less limitations on what they need to have since the very beginning. As you imagine the gateway ecosystem, because right now there there aren't many there aren't many gateways out there, right? There's Arweave.net. I know there's some other projects out there. Um, possibly, I think one goes by the name of Vartex, and I think there's Amplify, and then there's AR.io um, from the R Drive team. Like, how do you see the gateway ecosystem growing? Like, let's say someone wants to to make their own gateway through Rgate. Do you want, I mean, what's what's the vision behind that? Like, do you want to see hundreds of gateways? Do you want to see thousands of gateways? 
how do you look at the the whole world that is gateways on, on in the Arweave ecosystem? Yeah, so I think gateways pretty much every project or at least every big project should have their own gateway. And that's also one of the ideas behind our gate. So in our gate, when, for example, for rweave.net, when you start indexing, you index everything that happens in the network. And then at some point, it's so much data that you need to, to decide to remove some of the data, let's say. And then you can find them thanks to peers. On our gate, it works differently. So you will have three different options on how to interact how to index your, the data that you want. The first one is to index everything. Second one will be to index by app name, so by using the tags and the tag app name. So for example, if I have, for example, community.xyz, I say, okay, I want only my gateway to index everything that has uh, the app name community.xyz. And then I have only a small batch of data that is being indexed over and over but only for the data I need and not the data I don't need because I don't need to index everything uh, always. And the third one will be the option to index at random. So just random data. And something very important is that indexing doesn't mean that it's not accessible. It only means that it will be accessible faster. So for example, if I'm indexing everything for a community, and then someone else wants to use uh, our own uh, gateway for their, their that data, uh, they will be able to access it. But for community, it will take, I don't know, uh, 100 milliseconds, something like that, to load the data. And then for someone else that wants to, to grab some specific transaction ID or some specific block, uh, they will be able to. But it will take a little bit longer because we also use a, a, a mechanism which scores the peers, and then uh, you will get your data based on the different peers that we were able to, to reach. So yeah, basically all the data is there. Uh, the only thing is that for indexing, if you are using GraphQL, uh, then only the data that is being indexed is the one that will be accessible for GraphQL. Got it, got it. So this, yeah, and you mentioned this uh, just in that response there, that this can really increase the speed um, of, of accessing any any piece of data um, because you're not having to go through this massive index. And then it makes it more accessible because you also didn't need to in index everything. So individuals can make their own custom kind of boutique gateways for particular, like you mentioned, community.xyz, um, particular protocols or, or projects and make it super, super fast. Um, possibly like, kind of like, I don't know if this, this will totally make sense. However, I'll say it is if someone were to walk into a restaurant on the permaweb via gateways, um, currently through rweave.net, um, they're going to get all of the menu, like you're going to have to like go through all of the menu items of every single restaurant in existence to get the menu item for that particular restaurant. And with the gateways going forward, that gateway, you open that door and it's just that restaurant's menu. Like it's only the data that's associated with that particular uh, gateway that's super, super, super like quickly retrieved. Is that like, is that appropriate to think about it like that? Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. So you will be able to do that. And also another thing that we want to bring 
Uh, I don't want to talk too much about it just yet, uh, but one thing that we all think it's very, very important, and we've been talking very closely with the Arweave core team about it, is uh, a way uh, to incentivize the gateways. Because yeah, it's nice that everyone will be able to run their own gateways, but then if you get hit by many, many people that are trying to get data from your own gateway, uh, the, 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 the bill goes quite, quite fast. It goes uh, pretty high. So yeah, we want to, to bring uh, an uh, incentivization to the gateways also. Yeah, and that, that definitely was my next question. So you're, you're definitely on top of uh, the, the gateway world and the incentive mechanisms. Um, I know you mentioned you can't speak too much to that. It does seem to be the big topic right now in the ecosystem is incentivized gateways. And there are already different approaches out there in the wild or rather in developments. Um, do, do you see gateways as like a marketplace onto itself? Like you go and you explore gateways or how, how do you look like, how do you, how do you envision the, the end user and interacting and selecting gateways? Like, will someone, will an end user need to kind of know about gateways at all? Or will that just be kind of something that's already baked in and someone doesn't really need to, to know, you know, what's, what's happening on the back end? Mm-hmm. Well, our approach that we are trying to, to achieve is that, in fact, you will be able, as a gateway provider, you will be able to decide how you want to, to go with that. So, for example, as you mentioned, some, some applications might not even need for the end user to know at all that they are using a gateway in the back and how it works and things like that. Because yeah, an end user at the end, for example, if I want to, to go and, and store my NFT or even share my NFT with others, I don't want to need to learn what Arweave is, how a gateway works, uh, how to send, let's say, funds to, to a gateway or how to even how to download my wallet and things like that. Maybe I just want to see an image and that's it. I don't want to, or, or play a game which, NF, which has NFTs in there, uh, but I don't want to spend time learning something else just to be able to use something. So yeah, we will be able, well, what we have in mind and we, we, we want is that different, I, I think I feel that different approaches will come with that where some might, as the user, the end user, so for example, a developer, uh, or example on community, uh, we could say, okay, you need to pay to, for your transactions to X gateway, or you can use your own based on something. Uh, and th this is something I'm just throwing out, but it's not something uh, we have in mind. Uh, I don't mean it could happen, but I don't know, I, I just, I'm just talking <laughs> and, um, and, uh, yeah. And others, for example, a gallery or something like that, they could, let's say have a, an ad or something like that. And then from the ad, they earn revenue and they pay for the user for the end user at the end to X gateway, their own gateway, another gateway, something like that. So, yeah, I think we need to, to, to have different approaches and different ways to interacting with those gateways 
which then need to generate some kind of revenue to pay for the servers and for the service itself. Sure, sure. Yeah, so there will be a number of uh, ways to walk into these gateways or doors. You know, sometimes you have to pay to enter, uh, you know, an amusement park and you're walking through the door of that amusement park and you need to pay, you have to have a pass. And other, you know, ways you you kind of enter the door of a website and you see ads and that's how you experience the website and pay for the site. And of course, there's the subscription model as well where you can... Uh, have that kind of premium experience without the ads and you get to access that content by way of subscription and then those services are rendered via that business model. So um, it sounds like there's obviously a lot of pathways and some real fundamental work uh, being laid out and built right now, particularly with Rgates um, and, and what you're working on. So I'm curious with all of what you're building, because we haven't even spoke spoken about the tools that you have built out for developers that are widely used. Um, we haven't even, you know, got there yet. Like, what what is what does the Textry team look like? Like, how many individuals are on the team? So right now we are a team of three, and um, yeah, three developers. Okay, got it. So each developer is doing a lot of work considering all the tools that you already have live and that are used on a daily basis and the upkeep and, and all of that um, definitely must be highly engaged developers, it sounds. Yeah, I think pretty much all of us are uh, very, very, uh, like we, we really enjoy coding and we spend our time coding pretty much all the time. Uh, we, we even work together and we talk together at the same time when we are building or solving fixes and things like that. And most of the, of the time, instead of being like angry or something where we find a bug, we are like, oh, that's nice. Let's fix it. And, and we see what was happening and we were like, oh my God, it was right in front of us. How did we took like an hour to solve something? You know, when we code many, many times it happens. And yeah, we have so much fun coding and creating all these tools for the ecosystem. Yeah, but hopefully I'm, I'm going to be able to hire more people soon. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was just about to ask, you know, as far as your team and Textory, what are you looking for? Like, what does Textory need? Are you, are you, you know, bringing on investors? Are you looking for more developers? Um, how can our, how can the listeners be involved with Textury? What opportunities are, are currently available or may be available soon? Uh, yeah. So, uh, the main difficulty that we had at, uh, Textury itself is the company to build the company. It has been really, really hard. Uh, because of the different regulations and things like that that we have here. So uh, finally, we are at the point that we are at last creating the company itself and being able to hire more people and also getting investments. So yeah, at this moment, uh, not today, but very, very soon, uh, we are hoping to start talking with investors and to get funding to help us uh, grow the entire uh, the entire team of Textory and also to help us build 
better tools and also to 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 continue working on the different tools that we have uh, because yeah for sure our gate is a very big project and we also have community.xyz which really really needs more love and more time uh, to it uh, and with the all the ideas that we have because yeah we have already many ideas that we have released um, and also many ideas that we we have in mind we have many many different projects and ideas that we would like to create and also uh, many ideas for the ones that we already have to improve them and to make them better for everyone uh, you mentioned uh, no i think i mentioned artby before uh, for example artby is another tool that we would like to to not start from the very beginning but yeah rebuild most of it uh, and to make it better on how it works uh, and mostly with the interaction with the end user uh, right now some of the results even if we have many things that help everyone understand what's happening uh, we think it could be improved and yeah having more team members and having funding will for sure help us to keep working on what we have and also building the different ideas that we also have in mind indeed yeah and just a note the arc b or arkb is uh, a tool that uh enables developers to de deploy files to Arweave and is widely used um, within the ecosystem, highly used um, and, and really important. Now, you, you touched on this, and I'm interested in looping back to it for a bit, because I think this can be really beneficial to the listeners and really everyone in the Arweave community is the founding of a company. Now, it is very challenging. You mentioned with all the regulatory components and lack thereof and, and this and that. Can you share a little bit about that process and what it's been like? And maybe, I don't know, if you have any tips to share, anything you've learned along the way that may be able to help out some listeners out there that are looking to build their entity and build out on the PermaWeb and have their company and bring on employees. Anything you can uh, speak to on that topic? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's funny because I've helped many in the ecosystem uh, at the beginning. Uh, I never go too deep into it because I prefer that anyone talks to uh, a lawyer and, you know, regulations are completely different from one place to another. But, uh, but yeah, for us, it, it, it has been quite difficult. Uh, I don't know if it's the same on most places. I know in the U.S. it's a little bit simpler because uh, many lawyers um, <clears throat> are getting used to crypto, to blockchain and all of that. But the main difficulty that most have, including us, it's related to blockchain. So as soon as someone starts talking about blockchain, people get, get uh, the, the lawyers get pretty straight and they are like, oh, okay, okay. And then they get a little bit scared and there's many, many things that they need uh, to research and all of that. So for example, for us, uh, creating a memorandum to how to better uh, define, let's say, what we have, it has been really, really difficult. I know it's not the same for everyone, but for us, from my point of view, uh, I think that has been one of the most difficult things 
uh, but that's when you are ready found lawyers that are used to or at least aren't scared of learning new things because yeah blockchain for many it's completely new even that it exists for many years now um, but yeah it's completely new and even more from the point of view of legal entities and things like that so yeah for us that was extremely hard find lawyers that understand what we want to to build and then finding the right way to explain it when for example you will go and pay taxes and all of that you need to have a, a, a good way of saying okay this comes from that and things like that so yeah and as i mentioned it's very important to find a lawyer as soon as possible even before you you are starting to code i would say i did it on the other way so i was coding and then i was trying to find the lawyers uh, but yeah maybe if you can and if you have the time before starting to code just find at least having a contact having someone uh, that knows about crypto and it's a lawyer it will help you save a lot of time i i think well much appreciate you sharing your experience of course each individual founder's experience is a little different depending upon where they are and, and the nuance and the law and, and everything like that. Um, so much appreciate you sharing that because it is something that is, you know, maybe like not particularly spoken about and it's a big challenge. It really is a big challenge. Um, and, you know, I think if we can all become more educated and all have better resources, um, it can uh, expedite the forming of entities so we can grow more of this amazing ecosystem and support more amazing founders, um, some of which may be listening right now. Um, and uh, on that note, what is a good way to be in touch with you and Textury? What are your preferred means or methods of communication? Uh, I would say Discord for sure. I'm almost 24-7 on Discord. I do receive many, many DMs. So sometimes it take a little bit. It takes a little bit uh, for me to answer, but uh, yeah, uh, on Discord I'm pretty much always there. And also when I mute notifications for other things, one of the things I don't mute is uh, Discord. So I, I think it's maybe the best uh, way to to reach me. It will be with Discord. Great, and uh, of course there'll be show notes to your Discord and or Twitter. Um, so our, anyone listening can, can be in touch, learn more about Textury, um, incorporate the tool set if you're a developer, uh, like ArcB and our local and Blockweave. I mean, we didn't even get to all of this just because, you know, Cedric, you do so much. There's so much to talk about. Um, and of course, uh, you know, to the listener, go and explore Textury. Um, and I think you'll be uh, pretty surprised by the amount of tool sets. Now, just to, to wrap up, uh, Cedric, um, is there anything that, you know, you can recommend to uh, potential founders out there, just general overarching advice or thoughts or encouragement for individuals that are looking to build a, a, an entity or uh, adapt on, on Arweave? Uh, well, yeah, I would say join Discord. I think it's the best, best place to talk with everyone on top of Arweave. Uh, the community is extremely friendly. Uh, everyone is there to help. 
uh, if you have questions, if you have doubts, if you have ideas, even ideas, you can share your ideas. Uh, maybe not the most private ones, but, but uh, small parts of your ideas that you want to build. And people are always there to help you out. So the Arweave core team, uh, the dev server for Arweave, it's extremely friendly. And I would say join that Discord. And even if you want to join other Discords afterwards, so for example, the textury one, uh, you will find links in there to join others, uh, other communities on top of Discord. And um, yeah, or you just start talking with someone, for example, if you tap my name on, on the dev Discord, you will find me for sure. Uh, so yeah, I think it's the best place to get started is just joining Discord and then post start posting your image uh, your your images <laughs> your questions and yeah someone will be there to help all right well cedric thank you so much again for sharing your perspective and for all of the tools you've already built out and the development of new tools and particularly our gates and the fresh gateway under development thank you Thanks to, uh, for having me. Really, really nice. I'm really happy to be, to be part of this. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of PermaWeb Pioneers, a podcast focused on growing awareness of Arweave and the PermaWeb. If you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and leave a review. Otherwise, share this episode with friends and family and whoever else you think may find it useful and interesting. Thank you for being a part of our community of pioneering long-term thinkers securing the present and future of data.